and welcome to the Raising Kids in the Bible podcast. My name is Eleanor and I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, Our goal with this new little podcast is to encourage and equip you, Christian parent, uh, to raise your kids in the Bible, knowing and trusting God's good plan for their lives. Uh, We're going to be reading through Ed Drew's book, Raising Confident Kids in a Confusing World. Uh, Each episode is going to be, we're going to be talking about a chapter of this book, each episode. Um, So if you haven't got a copy of it, you can get one from the Good Book Company. Uh, There's a link in the description where you can order it. Uh, And if you haven't already, uh, hit the subscribe button so that you know when the next episode is released. We'll be releasing one each Monday until we finish the book. Uh, In each episode, I'll give you a little summary of what Ed says in this chapter, and then I'll chat with Lisa, one of our Wild Street parents, about how that chapter has landed for her as a parent. So let's get into chapter number one. In this first chapter, Ed introduces us to this concept of how we form our identity. Uh, He talks about how our culture tells us that we're a blank sheet of paper and we get to define who we are ourselves. And then our job is to declare that to the world. But the problem with that, as Ed points out, is that it's a really uncertain and, and burdensome responsibility, not only for an adult, but particularly for a child as well. You know, what if who we decide we are today is not the same tomorrow? If the possibilities of self-definition are endless, then we will never be content in just one identity because the possibility of a more fulfilling identity might just be over the hill there. And so we end up unsatisfied and unstable in our sense of self. And Ed identifies this problem um, and says, oh, actually, the gospel has good answers for this problem. I'm going to read to you a little quote um, from chapter one. It's on page 17 of the book, if you've got it there. Uh, Ed says this, That spirit of the age sounds so appealing. It may even seem loving, but it's not true. Our children's hearts are at risk. We might feel overwhelmed, confused and tempted to just give in. On the other hand, we might feel fearful and hear ourselves responding negatively to the world's message by pointing out to our kids at every single opportunity, as it comes through the words of their teachers and their friends and themselves, where it is wrong. But we have a better story to tell, one of redemption, hope, and purpose. We have the best, most uplifting story to give to our children. So we're really excited to get into this book uh, alongside you as well, listener, um, that we can think about what is this better story that we have to offer children uh, in our homes and in our churches as well. Uh, So Lisa and I are going to start by chatting together about this book, um, and so hope you enjoy. Alrighty, so chapter one, um, as a Christian, where does this hit home for you? Chapter one is a really, really good foundation to start with, isn't it? Like Because mm. I think we will keep talking, it'll come back again as we go through the book, but Ed seems to just have a great way of talking about identity mm. and like that's chapter one, um, that um, whole story of this is me, like the whole mm. song illustration Um where the characters in that song get their identity because of their own bravery, and they have mm. to um, they have to build that from 
within, mm. <laughs> whereas the contrasting um, thing that we have for us as Christians is that, yeah, that Jesus gives us our identity. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's such an amazing uh, solid foundation to start the book on mm. and to base like everything on really our yeah. own Christian lives. So for me, um, I think like most of the time I would pretty confidently answer, yep, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, that's my identity. Yeah. But when you're faced with stuff in the world and you're like, oh, maybe I have done that wrong or mm. do I really live up to that standard when you're talking to people? Mm. Um, yeah, that's where you're like, oh, no, <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am God's child and um, I am cared for. Um, by the great shepherd. Um, so, yeah, Ed writes a lot about that in the first chapter. Mm. Um, and he, he gives us those questions of, um, yeah, who are we measuring our identity against, I guess. Mm. Um, because if we go with the whole, uh, the way the world brings up our identity, then it's either, so you're saying it's either a blank page that you have to kind of create something on mm. or, um, yeah, a place within inside you that you have to bring something to yeah. and that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he says that yeah. in there. It takes, yeah. like, and I can, I can kind of imagine myself going through those feelings, you know, different times in my life of it takes a lot of energy to live up to the world's standards yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to make yourself something that, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And then um, as he writes, like the gospel offers us something so much different um, that our identity is based on Jesus and what he's done for us. Mm. And we always have a place of, um, you know, Genesis-like place to go back to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think that's what I was really encouraged about in mm. that first chapter for me as a Christian. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Whatever kind of circumstance I'm in, whether it's my parenting kind of realm or school or work or whatever it is, mm. that when my identity is based on what who God says I am, then that doesn't change. Mm. Um, I don't have to, <laughs> yeah, write on a blank page for that to. Yes. Yeah change each day or each moment in the day um, yeah yeah so I think so, that's really encouraging so encouraging yeah and I think I was thinking that like if someone asked me to describe myself I probably wouldn't firstly say I'm a Christian yeah. not because I don't think that's the most important thing about me I do but yeah. and maybe it's because it's so ingrained that I don't think yeah. it's a special thing just to, to note because yeah. it's just well that's yeah. the essence of who I am but also, I'm very easily go to just like the world's descriptors of yeah. my job or my hobbies or whatever it yeah. is that our world defines our identities by. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to fall back on those rather than going, no, no, first yeah. and foremost, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Even if we, we know that in our hearts, yeah. it's often exposed by what comes out of our mouths. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, totally. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, would I say that? Yeah. Hopefully I would. <laughs> would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think instinctively you go for just the... Yeah. general descriptors of oh I've got yeah four sisters or yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work here or yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah um yeah but super encouraging to be reminded of of the sureness of our identity in Jesus yeah as Christians yeah mm. and I think when I live out that um confidence mm. that yeah 
what a mum says at the school gate or what, um, yeah, someone says on social media, whatever it is. Mm. When I live out that confidence, I think that gives our kids confidence as well to mm. know that, oh, there's another way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I can live freely and have something to offer them rather than going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Defined by something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a parent, where does this hit home for you and how you parent your kids? Oh, so many places, I think. Um, and I've kept coming back since I've read, read that chapter. I think I've come back to it a few times over, over the weeks because, um, the day-to-day tasks and circumstances of life can just really take over. Mm. Like, and just um, worries and concerns about um, what's going to happen tomorrow really sh- overshadow mm. the big picture. Um, and, yeah, the other place I think in my parenting that I've thought through this is I've found myself using the word um, thrive a lot with my mm. children like are they thriving or are they not thriving so mm. I've used it in both contexts and I was reflecting on that as far as you know the big picture goals that Ed lays out in those first two chapters oh first chapter particularly um and so I would go oh yeah like they had a really good therapy session or they um had a good day at school mm. they're going well in their classroom and so those kind of contexts, I'm like, oh, they're thriving, like they're going mm. well. Um, they're learning a new skill. They're mastering something they've been trying hard at, like that kind of picture of mm. thriving. And I think, um, yeah, what Ed presents in the first chapter with that foundation of our identity in Christ is that our goals are not just about our kids thriving. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, and I think that really helped because there are days when you're like, "Uh uh-oh, what am I doing? (laughs) This is a mess. (laughs) Like, um, So many days like that. And so, yeah, he's too, like I'll read it so just so our people who are listening can know if they haven't read the book. The two goals that he has um, in this first chapter is we're parenting for the day when we will not be there Mm. and we're parenting for the second Sunday when they've left home and they um, have gone to church because that's what you do on the first Sunday they're Mm. out of home. But that second Sunday when, yeah, are they going to walk back into church and Mm. um, is church part of who they are Mm. and, you know, following Jesus part of who they are? and I think my description of whether they're thriving or not day to day before I read this chapter was not necessarily based on mm. <laughs> um, parenting for that second Sunday and mm. parenting for the day that we will not be there. Um, so I think it's really changed over the since I've read this just to really lift my eyes and my heart towards the bigger picture things for them. Um, we still need to, with God's wisdom, think about the day to day because life Mm. happens but yeah how am I going to show them that Jesus is with them when they're not getting along with their teacher Mm. (laughs) or when things are really hard or when they feel like they're failing um and yeah and I think that really changes what I want to show them in those situations um and yeah what the culture is in our family which 
he uses that word culture as well in that first chapter. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, how it's impacted my parenting over the last little while, mm. mainly in my thoughts. I think eventually it gets out into our actions, but it mm. really does change with how you think about things Yeah, and starts there. And then, um, yeah. Um, and then there was one other thought I had where, he talks about um, knowing God is the best thing that they could have. Mm. And I think sometimes when when my identity um, gets all mixed up and I forget who I am in Jesus, I also that kind of leads me to forget that the best thing I can give them mm. um, is knowing God. Yeah. And so, yeah, because I think my identity can sometimes be reflected by how they're going. Like I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> What's happening to my parenting if they're all over the place in this messy, broken world? Mm. Um, Whereas Ed offers something different, a a gospel perspective where, yeah, whatever's happening, um, I'm a love child of God and I have that to offer them and that's the best thing I could offer them. Yeah, I can't offer them necessarily um, every single experience they want Mm. or the most wonderful teacher in the world or, yeah, sometimes even, Mm. you know, wanting to join the soccer team. I I can't make that happen all the time. Mm. (laughs) Um, um, But I can offer them, yeah, the knowledge that Jesus is with them, whatever happens, and that our riches are in heaven and those kind of promises and truths Mm. that won't change whether they're preschoolers or teenagers um, and as they leave home as well. So Mm. um, he left that chapter with question how do I show them Jesus in each situation they face Mm. so that's the kind of question I think has been rattling around (laughs) and again there's so many days where I'm like oh that did not work (laughs) I totally forgot Jesus um but Mm. hopefully as the Holy Spirit works yeah there's a place for um keeping pointing them back to Jesus Mm. um and their journey towards leaving us and their journey towards heaven so yeah yeah Mm. Um, so helpful mm. um should say we're going to do our best to um give a good overview of the book but yeah we're not going to do justice to everything (laughs) that ed writes so if you haven't got a a copy of the book get one and read it it's it's gold um can you think of an example uh from this or not this week but any week um where you've seen this kind of thing playing out um in your family yeah, I think um, it's easier to do this, I think, maybe when I've thought through some of the big picture goals mm. um, and nothing happens perfectly. <laughs> I'm realising, <laughs> I mean, I think we all know that really, don't we? Um, the, there's a quote in the book that Ed says, there's nothing like parenting to humble us. Like there's, yeah. You really see your own mistakes. So um, as I talk about this kind of example, I think, yeah, there's no perfection in it. So um, one of our children had a um, uh, just an issue with their uniform and we mm. were we were kind of on time and we kind of planned for this uniform malfunction to happen mm. but in our planning had forgotten um, the school shoes so because um, there'd been some confusion over whether we should wear uniform or not because of other things that were happening and so I think 
in that time I was, I was you know, I like uniform's not going to worry me, a late note's not going to worry me, but it mm. was particularly worrying for our little person in that situation. Mm. And um, they were using the word... Um, I'm really scared mm. of, you know, getting into trouble because I'm in a late note. Mm. Um, I said, like, reassuring things of, mm. yeah, like, well, I'll go with you and mm. we'll go and get your shoes and it'll be okay and mm. all of those kind of things. Um, and we did it and it was fine and mm. the shoes were got, the uniform was on and everything was okay. Yep. And then I was thinking about it during the day and I was like, oh, that was a chance. <laughs> And I missed it. I missed my chance to talk about Jesus. So we we did we did go through it that night, and they were particularly um, not wanting to talk about because it, it was bringing back the feelings mm. of yeah being really worried and anxious and scared. Mm. Um, but I went there and said, "Let's talk about it again," because mm. those feelings you were having, we got through them, and you were really brave. Mm. There was something else that was happening. And I don't think I would have gone there without the freshness of um, what Ed had mm. written in his book and reading it. So um, I hope I can remember that and go back there again. But we talked about it wasn't just that we had a solution to the problem but that God had given us um, a calm mind to think of the solution. Mm. He'd given us the car to get home mm. and get back again. And he'd given us a kind teacher who wasn't really worried about a little late note mm. and that it's okay sometimes when things go wrong to, um, yeah, to get that fixed. Mm. Um, but most of all that Jesus was with us mm. and he was with us in our worries and he was with us when we were when our tears came down our cheeks and he was with us when we went home and came back again, it was with mm. us when you walked into the classroom when everyone else was sitting down and you put your bag down mm. and then it was with you with the whole, the whole day. And I think, um, yeah, previously I probably wouldn't have gone back there. I would have stuck with the whole just reassurance, yeah. um, which is so fine. Like mm. yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, such yeah. a good place for kids to know that. Mm. But then there's a step more that Jesus can offer um, and, yeah, just offering the confidence that, when good things happen, he's with us. But when the hard things happen, he's with us too. Mm. And um, and we got to pray together after that. So, yeah, it was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, to take the time to do it because often yeah. you just want to rush out. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep time. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so take the time to do it. But also yeah. to go back there with a, a little person that didn't want to go yeah. back there. It wasn't a nice yeah. place to go. And for, for me as an adult, I was like, we're going to get the shoes. Like I wasn't yeah. worried at all, um, yeah. and I think that that is a a little um, a little circumstance where I didn't find it hard to remain calm. Like mm. there's so many other circumstances when my brain isn't that calm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one's a good one where you're like, oh yeah, no, we're going to do this. Um, mm. We've done it before. We'll be okay. And but for for the little person in our family. It was not easy. Not easy. Not easy yeah. to go back there. And um, but sh she now knows that, um, yeah, Jesus is with her. And she might not remember that because mm. yeah, life goes on. Yeah. <laughs> but there will be other times for me to, to remind all of our children, mm. yeah, that he's with us. And I hope that I can and not forget it. And <laughs> but yes, that's where um, God's very kind in forgiveness. Um, yeah. So just a little snippet yeah yeah that's so so helpful 
And so such wisdom. Yeah. Very thankful for you, Lisa, and all the goodness and wisdom that you bring. Um, thanks so much. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> You're a legend. Well, I just want to leave you with one last quote from the chapter on page 19 of Ed's book. He says, we are not defined by those around us, but equally, we are not a blank sheet of paper. The only answer to the question, who am I, that gives us a confidence and a joy and a freedom is I am a sheep. It's the shepherd who tells us what we are and makes us what we are at the cost of his own life. God is a loving heavenly father who adores your children his children, if they live with their faith in him. He tells them, you are precious because I made you. Your body is good because I made it. And you have infinite value because my son died for you. What wonderful truth that is that we just want ringing in our kids' ears. Uh, I'm praying for you as you continue to share Jesus with your kids, as you seek to raise them, knowing and loving Jesus and his good plan for them. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. Thank you.